You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Is being a perfectionist affecting your relationships? In this episode of Carly's Couch, we talk about the cost of perfectionism. Dun, dun, dun. Happy Monday, (laughs) y'all. Or whatever day it is, thanks for joining us on Carly's Couch. We hope you've had a good weekend and that all is going well as we enter upon Thanksgiving. And that you're taking some time for yourself as the sun starts to set around 3 p.m. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's nuts. Crazy. Um, I went to bed last night at 9 p.m. Because it's like, <laughs> by it 7, it's like... Feels like midnight. Dang, what am I, I got to fight. Like, I don't got nothing to do. Like, I don't watch our TV already. Like... <laughs> It's kind of sad and it's weird because it's the difference of like, okay, it's still being light at like seven versus it being dark. It's just like, it, it really already feels like it's been 20 hours of night by the time it gets to, to bedtime. I can't do it. Man, it's a lot, but make sure you're being extra intentional about taking care of yourself because seasonal affective disorder is very real. We did an episode, I think it's 229, about some ways to see if you might have it and some things you can do to kind of get out ahead of it before it really starts to get heavy. Yeah. I feel like I've been feeling pretty okay this season thus far, though, besides just going to bed mad early. What about you? It's also you? been like 80 degrees outside, yeah. so I feel like it's a little different. Um, But yeah. it really doesn't start to hit me until like January, like after yeah. we've been in it for a minute. Like I'm still rolling off of the long days and okay. feeling pretty sense. vibrant. So we'll see. Um, this week we asked for our question from the couch, name one thing you want to accomplish before the end of the year. And we got a couple of like physical health goals, which are always great. Um, one said to be more active. I'm already very active because I have to be for work, but I want it to be more intentional. So just making sure that they're bringing more movement into their life. Um, another one is maintaining my mental health baseline almost Mm -hmm. at a year mark for my mental health stability. So shout out to you. That's amazing. Another one said to be 200 pounds officially lost, um, which I think it's looking like next week. So congratulations. That might be by the time you hear this podcast. Yeah. Um, So shout out to you. Yeah. If you've already gotten down even close to that, (laughs) you're doing way better than me. Killing it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Another one is just be alive. So I hope Black that for you, answer. too. <laughs> I hope that for you, You live too. in Philly, don't you? <laughs> Oklahoma. They from Oklahoma. For sure. You don't know about trying to stay alive. Um, I don't know, man. South side, east side. But right. let's see. Uh, Everywhere. Then, it's a struggle. Then the person who trolls me on all my questions, get pre-approval for this mansion. Oh, Good okay. luck. Right. Godspeed. <laughs> Good luck. And the next one said, finish my next art collection. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's great. Anything that you wanted to accomplish before the end of the year? Um, I haven't really sat down and mm-hmm. thought through that, so nothing particular. What about you? I haven't thought about it in that way as far as, like, the deadline is by that time. Um, so not really. But I think it's interesting that most of the people here, and then I feel like in general when we, when we talk about goals, it tends to be something, like, relevant to, like, your health or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, so I think that's interesting, which means we really need to be just living in that space day to day. But... Um, hopefully all of you guys accomplish those things, especially yeah. the person who wants to stay alive. Please. Yeah, because that'll <laughs> be a lot. Um, but today's topic is about the cost of perfectionism in relationships. Uh, do we have any story or idea or is just the, just, the, just the thought? I can't talk today. Is this just a thought? or? 
Well, I think that it's important because we've talked about perfectionism um, in other aspects. A lot of times mm-hmm. it has to do with like how we perform um, at work or how we think about our goals or our self-worth and based off of like, you know, how we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important and that there's a space to talk about uh, how a perfectionism can affect your relationships. Um, and in this case, um, kind of mostly thinking about romantic relationships, but it could be any, actually. It does work for all. Um, but let's say, like, ones where you choose, right? So, like, not necessarily with family, but people like uh, friends, a partner, things like that. Um, because it's not it's not necessarily easy, and I think that a lot of times, um, if you're a perfectionist, it's it's a possibility of you adding a damper to mm-hmm. relationships. Because imagine... In your own head, if you're a person who's always thinking, like, this isn't good enough, that's not good enough, or I'm not good enough, then imagine how that can affect somebody else to essentially get that same vibe from you, where it's like, oh, this isn't going to be good enough, or this isn't, you know, always feeling like they are striving to be something that they can't be. Um, So it's almost like you're putting that pressure pretty equally, like, on another person as well. And so it's important just to think about, like, are you doing that? And if you are... What are some ways to kind of curb that or to um, have better relationships and foster better relationships if you are a perfectionist? Mm, I think that that's important. And as a reformed perfectionist and reforming perfectionist, um, I I guess I never really thought about that. But that really is the lens that we put on to view the world and ourselves. And it can very much color our experiences and project on other people mm-hmm. because refreshing some of the things that like being a perfectionist does to you is makes you overthink can doubt your decisions, be really overcritical of mm-hmm. yourself and others um, if they're not measuring up. And it's important, too, to note that, like, these are characteristics that aren't just people who, like, oh, I like self-improvement. So sometimes we talk about perfectionism and the part of it where it's, like, we just want to be a better person. And, of course, right, a lot of people have goals, et cetera, et cetera. But we're really talking about um, a deeper level of perfectionism. So with the things that Carly said – plus the um, tendency to procrastinate and avoid doing things because really you're afraid it's not going to be good enough. Um, also being very defensive and reactive because anytime somebody says something about you, mm-hmm. it's like an attack um, on you. And a perfectionist, perfectionists tend to deal with depression as well because imagine, like we said earlier, if you're always like so, so negative and downing and or trying to measure up, right? So it's like kind of running a race that you can't really win. Um, imagine like the strain that that can put on you as well. So um, these are things that a perfectionist tends to do. And I think it's important to look at perfectionism. There's two different ways that it comes across in relationships. And the first one is like you're worried about yourself, like you're Mm -hmm. a perfectionist. And so you're doing all these things to yourself, which then affects your partner, right? Or anybody in your life, if you're always down on yourself and hard on yourself and overcritical and all that. But then also You can project perfectionism on other people and expect them to show up perfectly. And so then you're turning that lens on them. And I think some people might do both. And it's because they might be one themselves. I definitely do both. Um, Because for me, but it's weird because I don't, I wouldn't like really say out loud, like I want to be perfect, but I, but I know that's really like, it is what it is. Or I feel that I am more safe if I'm perfect. Exactly. I was about to say it's never and and you wouldn't say that either about a partner like I expect you to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But 
it's a it's a protection mechanism to keep you safe if other people act in ways that honor you and protect you and that you can predict. And so that's kind of what happens. And it's sneaky because it's like we would never say that or like try to put that on ourselves or a person. But it's in other things. Like mm-hmm. if if the way you show up is never good enough, if you are always too hard on yourself or to your partner, like even if they're trying, if it seems to never be good enough, like those could be signs that you might be doing both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I think because I I feel safe being a perfectionist, I also just tend to, I don't know, I just get upset when other things aren't perfect or, like, when people aren't doing things perfectly. I, I get upset even knowing, like, they're not perfect and I'll even know, like, mm-hmm. all right, Lex, like, you you also do the thing, right? Like, you know, sometimes, like, you could be mad if somebody's, like, sitting on the sofa all day, but also it's, like, but when I'm at home by myself, like, I'll watch Netflix for 10 hours, too, sometimes. But at the time, you just feel like, oh, you're being so lazy. Like, you kind of snap. But it's like, why is that? And when I think about it, it's kind of like, okay, them not doing anything bothers you because you're bothered when you're not doing anything, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, I always try to think about that because, you know, we always say, like, whatever you're mad at or projecting really is about you. And I always try mm-hmm. to think, like, how is that about me? But, but that is true because I will sit here and, and be like need to be doing something but and I feel upset about that yeah I heard uh, one of my really good friends in college got so pissed one day because she didn't get along with this girl and it was real petty and the girl was like I kind of read the fuck out of her to mm. be honest it was like you know all the things you think you don't like in me are things that you see of, of yourself in me mm. and it's bothering you know she came home and then she was she was even more mad because she was like <laughs> yeah damn she right <laughs> and that's I, how it be and, and it is like and, it, and it's so funny whenever we see ourselves like doing that like mm-hmm. if you think about people that really get on your nerves like some people are just gonna get on your nerves if you really look at, like, if there's any patterns of things that people do, like, oh, she thinks she a know-it-all. She always got to say something. Mm-hmm. You might feel insecure about being a know-it-all or feeling like you always have to say something. Or you wish you did. Did like, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that's very typical. Um, but as you can start to see already, like, this really can affect your relationships. Because imagine, let's say, if there's somebody you live with or, you know, and you're in a relationship or seeing somebody every day or talking to them every day, right? we already kind of grind each other's gears more just being in a closer space or like mm-hmm. um, maybe a more vulnerable space with people where they really see like the real you and all of that. And so it's unfortunate that we will often make these projections and affect uh, close relationships with our perfectionism as opposed to like, you know, strangers or other people like that. So it's very important to pay attention to it. Um so there's some ways that it can show up in relationships. Number one, which is um, kind of, I would say, maybe like the foundation of a few other things. Mm-hmm. But um, in general, uh, being critical of your partner. So like I said earlier, if you jump on things that aren't done like the air quote right way, um, I do this a lot. Like I, I get on um, and it's, sometimes I'll, I'll fuss and sometimes it's like I might just like make a face. Sometimes you might say like, uh, you you do you, sh- you sure you don't want to do this before that you know like saying it in that kind of way which is annoying too, um. But I I really am very critical. <laughs> I'm really very critical actually. Um, but I try to I try now to like to say it in my head or like when I hear it in my head, then I'll be like, don't say that. But then I'll be like, mm, like you messing up. It's and like then an I, anime. Yeah, I, but I, my head be about to blow. And then it's so crazy. And, and what I hate about being a perfectionist in a in relationship is that um, even though I know I'm working on it and I know it's a thing, 
like being called out on it is like mm-hmm. I hate it because like damn man like if you only knew how many times I did try to like <laughs> I did pay attention or whatever and it's just not it's not there but um yes like you'll notice like being very critical I think that's something we see a lot on TV and, and stuff like that because maybe it's hard to see yourself doing it but you know that character on TV where it's like the mom's always kind of like nagging um at the husband is, is usually a trope we see a lot mm-hmm. um or that person where it's like you understand looking at the husband you understand like why he's tired because it's like god you always have something to say um you always criticize me or like I'm, it's never good enough and so it's crazy to be critical like that and also understand from the other side how that would wear a person down and it's like so i know it's not good and it's like mm-hmm. you just gotta how do you stop it though okay but anyway <laughs> one of these uh ways that perfectionism can show up that i notice in myself is i put so much pressure on myself to always like not not consciously right but subconsciously to always show up and make sure I'm kind and curious and understanding and mm-hmm. open and so it's like the moment that I mess up it's like it feels like the end of the world and that can like lead someone to be like bro mm-hmm. why are you breaking down mm-hmm. when just because you know the we were late to the show and the ticket got can or whatever happened but I just always want things to go well and so that's how like internal perfectionism like affects my partners because I I might explode or have a big reaction about something or be so hard on myself or cry or have like a big, be yeah, because right. I want it to be great. And some, sometimes things are just not mm-hmm. how we want them to be. Yeah, I similarly, like, um, and it wasn't even in my control. And sometimes it's not in your control. But um, just going to a restaurant, uh, I forgot where we were, what exactly it was. But, like, um, I remember him saying, like, oh, I, don't, I don't really like that. Like, one of the things we had ordered. And I, I immediately realized like, I, I immediately recognized that I was taking it personal, kind of. Like, not personal, like, I was upset, but I felt bad. I was like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this ain't even my restaurant. Like, <laughs> and 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 then I and then I immediately also was like, wait, why did I, why did I feel bad about that? Like, that in my head, I had to tell myself, like, that don't have nothing to do with me. <laughs> like, it doesn't. It has zero to do with me. And yet, I, I kind of felt some kind of way, because, like, I was the one who was like, oh, let's go to this restaurant. And you're like, I don't really like that. And then I felt like it was, like, an attack against me. So... I guess it's a good thing that I, like, recognize all that in, like, two seconds. But, like, that's what you have to catch. Because I really was about to kind of probably end up maybe having some kind of attitude also. But it's really because I feel bad. Like, you don't ever like anything. You don't want to come to this or whatever, you know? Yeah, and that's and that's how it could affect friends, too. Because I just think about when I give recommendations. Like, I want, I'm like, oh, this place is so great. And then it's not. Bad. And it's like, oh, damn, man. <laughs> kind of carrying that around. Um, which leads to another way that perfection, perfectionism can show up in relationships is needing additional or more validation mm-hmm. for things. Um, yeah, and, and contrary to popular belief, like, our partners don't always have to validate us. <laughs> it's an internal job, and so we have to kind of work on that. But if you notice yourself yeah. needing more um, in certain situations. Yeah. Um, and just for me, I just always want to hear how great I am. So like anything okay. less than that will kind of like throws me off. Not sometimes more than others, but like, you know, it just throws you off. So you want to hear like great things. Um, and also like if, if you're with a perfectionist or if you're a perfectionist, you may find that like they freeze a lot. Um, and maybe it's because it's hard to make decisions because what if something happens or it doesn't go perfectly or whatever. So, um, sometimes, um, I don't know if I'll really do this for real, but, like, it seems like, excuse me, I may often, like, put the pressure on somebody else to, like, um, choose a place or make the whatever because that way it's, like, it's not on me. Um, So you may have to help them make decisions. I'm glad you said that because I I was reading this and I was like, I don't do that. And I'm like, actually, 
I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another one is if you notice explosive reactions or someone being very defensive to criticism, yourself included, mm-hmm. that like any type of criticism or like, man, but I didn't mean to da, 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 and it becomes a whole thing when it maybe shouldn't and could be an easier conversation. That's a huge sign, I think, of perfectionism. Yeah, it is. Um, and then also I think a sign of perfectionism in a relationship is if uh, one or both of you tend to shut down, um, if it feels like one person kind of is, like, getting their way or leads for their way because the other person is perhaps scared um, that they're going to be kind of criticized or attacked or, um, you know, what they say isn't good enough, so, like, why try? And, like, they just kind of, you know, whatever you say. Again, this is kind of reminiscent of, like, when a, there's a older partner and, like, you see them and they're just like, yep, whatever you say. And, like, you know, they don't really have a backbone anymore. Um, so that in relationships can be a sign that there's uh, perfectionism kind of playing a role. And that's always so sad. I think um, the scariest part is that true vulnerability and true intimacy means like showing yourself to someone, like mm-hmm. all the parts and pieces. And perfectionism is a blockade against that because mm-hmm. it's the things that we fear. It's all of our weaknesses. It's where we might mess up and not get things right. Mm-hmm. It's our anger. It's our trauma. It's all the stuff we try to hide. And so... If you don't feel like you can be your authentic self, like take some time mm-hmm. and sit sit with that and see how you can address that because that'll only improve all of your relationships. Like how do you know you're supposed to be friends with someone or be with someone if they don't really know who you are? Yeah, and it hinders your relationships because it blocks the other person from feeling like they can be authentic because mm-hmm. they're always worried about walking on eggshells and this might not be right or good or, or good enough. So both ways, I think um, another huge sign is you kind of see like, certain walls to a point where it's like you know it's still a little maybe awkward around each other because like you're trying to feel it out like are you in a good mood today or what's this Mm -hmm. or what's that um and that may be as a result of multiple things perfection perfectionism being maybe one of them um but I definitely think that that plays a big role just in kind of holding yourselves back from each other and I think that that's the biggest cost of perfectionism in Mm -hmm. relationships is, loss of authenticity. Yeah, the loss of authenticity and not being able to be loved and to love someone with who you are and for who they are. Mm-hmm. Because then what's the point of being in a relationship? Which not to say there's probably a million relationships out here where people don't know themselves or their partners like that. Yeah. But if you're really trying to dig deep and you know have that adventure, then it's worthwhile to look into. Yeah, but it's so, so especially sad because it tends to turn into a parent-child dynamic. Um and if you read any of Esther Peril or, like, look at her, any of her blogs or hear any of her stuff on podcasts, um, that's typically, like, the main killer of eroticism and, like, romance and all of that in relationships is because um, even the examples I used earlier of tropes from, from TV, it becomes, it, it makes it seem like the wife is like the mom. And she's like, oh, you never do this or take out the trash mm-hmm. and blah, 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 right? Yes, so as, dear. as soon as you start having that type of parent-child relationship, man, it, like, kills all the fun and I think that's so scary and it's like shoot once if you catch yourself starting to get there it's like well what can you do to get out of it I think it's so important um to do that to bring yourself back from like feeling like you know things have to be my way or I have to be in control or you know that really tears it up yeah it sucks the fun out of relationships Mm -hmm. um and makes them very formulaic and boring and they can lose their edge because it just feels like something that you're doing or that you have to do like mm-hmm. oh i made this commitment let me just show up today like you're not yeah. really trying to get no it points becomes an obligation bench. especially for the person who feels like they're not measuring up and it's like they're trying to you know always trying their best to do something and 
it's, it's not going to be fun for them at all. And overall, you just can't grow. Like, mm-hmm. if people have all these walls up and y'all can't get past certain things or can't learn certain sides of people, like, you can't grow. And so then the relationship is dead. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, at, speaking as a perfectionist, um, ways you can help a partner if they are a perfectionist is um, to keep in mind and consider, like, what is going on in their mind. And it can be hard, though, right? So um, considering that, like, if they're being rough on you or if you feel like they're being rough on you, because half the time I don't feel like I'm being that rough, but, like, they feel like I'm being rough on them. Imagine, like, how rough they're being on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and consider, like what the dialogue probably sounds like for them too. And and so I know it's hard to be like have compassion or be in their shoes. Um, but I think that will at least help you to kind of be like, all right, it's not really me. And like to, to recognize that they kind of live in a certain type of space. Um, I think that's why curiosity is so important in those spaces. It's like, yes, compassion, empathy for where they might be coming from. Also curiosity. So you can, learn kind of the roots of these things but also help them start to recognize it Mm -hmm. but the biggest one for me that has helped is boundaries um like letting people know what's acceptable for you and what's not like i like for example you will not yell and curse at me like we Mm -hmm. i don't care how upset you are like we have to figure this out or you know i know you might be avoidant and so you might need time but i let's talk about what repair looks like like how much time do you need what does it look like for us to be kind to each other whenever things Mm -hmm. do happen yeah, I think that's absolutely right. That um, So that first thing we said only can make sense and be helpful if you also have boundaries mm-hmm. um, because you it's not always about you stepping aside to like make sure, oh, well, they must be thinking this. And it's like that only is so much, and y'all both also need to be aware of what the boundaries are so that they're not crossed or so that you know those instances don't happen so frequently where you feel like you have to bring it up or you have to like step into their shoes and all of that. Yep, so be curious, have compassion, establish boundaries. And then the last one is help them celebrate because they mostly, most likely are so hard on themselves and don't notice their wins, don't spend time to celebrate them, are working on the next thing, you know, and can get very stuck in their rigid world. So taking time to celebrate them and, you know, help them have a little bit of fun. And if um, a person is a perfectionist, then what things can they do to be a better partner? I think a huge one is to get to know your needs. So in the beginning, we talked about perfectionism making us feel safe. Um, get down to the bottom of that. What are we safe from? Mm-hmm. What are we scared of? So I think the first part is like really getting to know yourself. So for example, my perfectionism came because I thought I had to be successful to get out of my situation and that I couldn't fail otherwise. And then it was just trauma on trauma on trauma, but none of that is true. And when mm-hmm. I started unpacking that, it was only then that I was able to see and start to heal those patterns of my Mm-hmm. That's very important. Um, similarly, having self-compassion, so getting to that root um, and then being kinder to yourself. Um, if you are speaking to yourself negatively and or um, just saying that things need to be perfect in your mind, like holding yourself back, trying mm-hmm. to catch that so you can release yourself from that grip. Having brave spaces and open communication with people. And I say that as like curious spaces where people can ask questions Um, where you're not going to judge someone or they're not going to judge you whenever y'all are uncovering these things because they're not necessarily easy to talk about. It doesn't feel good to say, oh, man, I've had these walls up for my whole life because I felt like I had to succeed or I was going to fail at life. Like, you know, there's a lot of deep things that people are going through. And so brave spaces where people can show up with non-judgment and everybody there is curious. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, and also recognizing, though, that once you've, like, spoken to it um, and see where you are, that it still is very important for you to do the actual things in the moment that will uh, keep you from harming the relationship. So, for example, pausing more before you speak um, so you're not as reactive and you're not uh, acting on that trauma that you've already kind of recognized. Um, Apologizing when you are reactive or if you're being defensive um, and practicing actually listening. So that does get easier, though, I think, the apologizing and listening as you go, because even with the story I said earlier, like sometimes I really can tell a thing really fast and sometimes like, shoot, I already messed up or said the thing, but at least if I recognize it quick enough and I can still like just fix the damage right there, um, it's still, you still did, did what you did, but like at least you're like quicker. And so then it's just all about catching that even earlier, 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 earlier. Um, so just make sure that you fall into the trap of even, or that you don't, excuse me, fall into the trap of even if you kind of know what's going on, that you're actually doing something to kind of make that better. And I love the pause and patience because like our, if we've been a certain way for so long, our immediate reaction could be a crazy facial expression or something harsh to say or snippy with people. It's so hard to change. It is, it is tough, but I've noticed when I pause and, or if I notice something's going on with my emotions or like I'm about to react in a way, if I say, Hey, I actually need a second. I I have something going on and I don't want to take it out on you, Mm -hmm. but I need to think through it and like having patience. So having patience for yourself and also for your partner, if you know, they're the ones experiencing it or if you, but at that pause and patience can save you (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lot of fights and a lot of nonsense. Yeah, it really can. Um, (laughs) I would encourage you also like Google um, more if you feel like you're a perfectionist or you might be um, in a relationship with a perfectionist or have close friends in that space, et cetera. Google, because there's a lot of cool articles. That's what I was looking at because I could tell that, um, you know, that it gets in the way of, of my relationships because people really feel like they aren't good enough around you. And it's mm-hmm. like, shoot, you're not. But also, you're, it's not supposed to be. <laughs> Let me make that very clear. You are, you are not. Um, just kidding, just kidding, kind of. Kind of. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, you don't, it doesn't feel good for people to feel that way. And it doesn't feel good when I can tell mm-hmm. people are scared. Not, like, sh- shaking in their boots and stuff. But you know what I mean? Like, it kind of like, okay, like, like are you okay? Or should you. I? Yeah, like, that's not a good feeling. And. And you recognize that that comes from you being so rigid and so, you know, uh, critical and things of that nature. And and if that's happening with people that you're just hanging out with and getting to know now, it's like, mm, can you imagine, like, what that looks like for the rest of your life with anybody if that's what your goals are? And so I think it's something really to work on because really you can't let, I mean, to a certain extent, you can't let what other people do matter that much. And you have to be able to let things flow and and let people live and, you know, know when you need to say something and know when you don't. Because um, imagine that being less stressful for me, too, to, like, feel like I have to worry about, you know, you being perfect <laughs> as well. So it's just, um, I think it's just mostly not instinctual, but mostly habit now and something you grow accustomed to. And so I know that it's making a world of difference as I try to pay more attention to it. Bro, the weight and the pressure you can take off of yourself and your everyday decisions, like how more light you can be in your own life and then there for your relationships. Like make sure you're doing it for you too, um, not just other people. But our episode, if you want to like learn more, uh, is 102, The Problem with Perfection with on Carly's Couch. So listen to that too. And then hit us at Carly's Couch. Let us know um, your thoughts on the episode. If you're struggling with perfectionism, uh, what was helpful? And we hope you have a great week. Peace. Thank you.